When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Tuesday, and today we have a very special episode. I'm sitting down with our senior producer, Jamie Hammer, our associate director, Craig Vichek, and our stylist, Fran Taylor, to give you a behind-the-scenes look at how our Halloween show came together this year. This is Behind the Table. Okay, it is Halloween, which is a very special day for a lot of reasons. Here at The View, it's one of the biggest days we have. Now, if you are a View fan, you probably feel very strongly one way or the other about Halloween. There are View fans who, you know, are mad we're not doing Hot Topics, and then there are View fans who live for this day, who look forward to it all year because they love the costumes, the sets, the camp, the whole thing. And the people that make that happen every year, some of them, a few of the key people are here in the room with me right now. Uh, I'm joined by our senior producer, Jamie Hammer, who is the head of all things big events. Hello, Jamie. Hello. I'm here with Fran Taylor, who is our stylist, head of our wardrobe, and is really responsible for these costumes that are put together and working creatively with everybody. Say hello, Fran. Hello. And I am here with Craig Vichek, who is our associate director and part of our all-important DGA team, who is in large, uh, many respects, helps put together the creative vision of what the show looks like, the sets, the special effects and the entrances and all that kind of stuff. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, all right. So the process of working on Halloween starts really months in advance. I would say I usually wake up sometime in July in a cold sweat, worried about what we're going to do for Halloween. Um, Jamie, these things don't happen overnight. These ideas and themes don't happen overnight. Explain the process of how we picked the theme and costumes this year. Um, so we have a full staff meeting and we ask everybody to contribute from the interns to the staffers um, and everybody gets to contribute ideas and we sit in a room, we, we do several meetings and then we usually narrow it down, um, Brian and I meet, we narrow it down to probably three or four that we think the ladies will be into and then we take those ideas, we bring them to the hosts. Uh, we go back and forth a little bit. Uh, we create packets that give them examples of some of the costumes that they and the characters that they could portray with those themes. Um, and that's how we usually land on a theme. Okay, so as everyone now knows, this year's theme was Disney 100. What was it about Disney 100 that made it a great theme? Well, like I, you just said, Disney 100, next year will be Disney 101. So it really made sense to do the theme this year. Um, we are part of the Disney family, so we felt like there are a lot of um, you know, aspects from videos and, and clips and things like that that would make sense. Um, we found some great costumes that the ladies could relate to. Um, like, you know, we've done Disney characters before. Yeah, some of the best costumes we've ever done, I think, have been Disney-related or Disney-adjacent um, and themes. My first year here, we did Disney villains, and that's mm -hmm. an all-time favorite. It was. It was one of my favorites also. Yeah, and one of the cool things about it, I think, in theory, was the idea that we could use everything under the Disney umbrella, so we have things as diverse as uh, Sonny as an avatar and, um, you know, Whoopi as Toy Story Barbie. I mean, it really kind of gave you a, a, a big canvas to work with. 
And the ladies were really into it. They found characters that they related to in some sort of way. Alyssa, in particular, you know, picked Jasmine, um, you know, who's an Arab- first Arabian princess as, a, as you know, as a character in one of the Disney films, and mm-hmm. she really related to that. So that was that was really fun. Um, and you know, Sarah picking Carl from Up, she loved the theme of the of the film, and she liked to be transformed. And this gave us the opportunity for hair, makeup, wardrobe to really kind of. Um, go, go outside the box, be very creative, and she was all into that with the prosthetics and everything. I mean, you're glossing over a little bit when we bring them the four or five <laughs> themes usually. It's 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 hard because they very all hard. have very different ideas. I mean, that's what this show is. It's different women, different perspectives, different backgrounds. They all have very different ideas about what makes a good Halloween costume. And so we usually get like three on one side, two on another, and we have to go back and forth and back and forth. This was a little easier than usual, I think, right? It was. The only one that we switched a couple of times was, was Joy. Mm-hmm. We really kept switching the joy we were kind of we didn't want to do all animated characters so we were looking for film characters and so we went back and forth with joy because she always liked a little bit of a spin yeah um, and i think she did a good job with that as cruella oh she was terrific yeah, it was really, really great. great um all right so fran now you have been our stylist dressing the host since day one it's an impressive run um tell us about your process for getting these amazing costumes created each year and tell us and how the hosts react to them and how you get them on board. Uh, we work with um, this guy, Nick, who was on um, Project Runway, who is actually, we call him a magician because he's really one of the most talented guys there is out there. So once the ladies pick out what they want to wear, Nick and I go over their costumes and uh, let's say it's the uh, princess, we we make it their own. So uh, Alyssa, for instance, her costume is like, if you were to see it in person, there's so much work and detail in it that it, it, it could be in a museum. It's so beautiful. Anna in Encanto, um, her costume is truly one of the most beautiful costumes because it has these applique flowers that um, I'm going to post pictures of that were all handmade um, and then put onto the skirt and the shirt. So I'm not sure you can really see it on TV, but in person it is really a marvel. It was stunning, I thought. And Anna has a costume change. She was teasing me, but there was some truth to that because she didn't want to be Mirabelle at first. She wanted to be Isabella, but that Mirabelle costume was beautiful. I actually think it was the most beautiful costume of the the year. Um, But yeah, her costume change really was beautiful. And you can see her attitude because that's the one. She was so happy to be the other one. (laughs) Because that's the one that she really wanted. So here, there you have it. But that one was just as beautiful. It was. It was. I just felt like the iconic one was uh, was Mirabelle. And it was great to give her that moment to have the second costume change. And also, she she looked like a little kid. It, it's like weird. She almost transformed into like looking like a kid with the curly hair. You know, she was almost like she and she became her, I thought. So we have those kind of beautiful costumes. And then we also have these larger transformations where Sonny turns into uh, a Navi warrior and uh, Sarah turns into an old man from up. Right. How do you do you like those as much? I know that's a lot of makeup work, but the costumes are really important there, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, the costumes are uh, like we wanted to get the colors and the and the aesthetic the same as the movies. So, um, yeah. And to create Sarah into a um, cartoon character is unbelievable. I mean, what you don't even know that that's Sarah. I mean, the makeup and the costume, everything that Sarah just became became the guy from up. She became him. I mean, I've never seen a transformation in all of my years here like that. I think it was like... It was jaw-dropping when you walked in the room and saw her for the first time. To me, it was one of the best costumes in all my years of doing um, Halloween. And I thought Sunny really looked like a character from the movie. It was really 
perfect and flawless. And her, she was wearing those contacts that were so cool. Yeah, and you don't realize, but on her costume, we made um, Sunny's costume hers. So, like, we put a couple of jewels in it because we were like, oh, Sunny's avatar will have jewels of because that's Sunny. <laughs> so, like, if you look really closely, there's rhinestones where there aren't rhinestones in the movie. So, like, uh, Sunny's avatar costume is Sunny. Well, the, the great I thing. I want to add something to the costumes. So, what people don't know is, which Craig will get to in a little bit, we shot their intros in front of green screens. So, when, um, you know, they come in with Mirabelle, we do a little walkthrough a day or two before. Mirabelle's costume had pieces of green on it. And you can't have green in front of a green screen because then it, it does, the effect doesn't work. Right. So, we had to send that back with Nick and say, oh my gosh, you have to remove even some of the green appliques with a different color because it doesn't work with the intro. So, like, it was constantly evolving. The costume costumes were constantly evolving. So that's something that's really, it's pretty amazing to see that it comes, that it actually works in the end. Well, also, I think that um, what people should realize that these costumes are made from scratch. They're, you know, the fabrics are all picked out. I mean, it takes weeks and weeks to make these costumes. It's not, they're not store-bought, um, which is amazing. And they really, um, the ladies end up loving what they're wearing. I mean, once yeah. they get those costumes on, like Joy, when she put on her costume this time, she loved it. I mean, how gorgeous did Joy look? I mean, she, she looks gorgeous out, every day. The, but when she walked out, the audience popped for her outfit, and she just smiled and was fine instantly as soon as that happened. And um, Whoopi as Barbie, um, that was Whoopi's call. She really wanted to be Barbie, and you know what? I think she looked great. Oh, she was it, terrific. I mean, it really worked. Yeah. We, we should talk about Brian. We should talk about Whoopi and becoming Barbie because Barbie is is not a technically a Disney character, but I think it was either you or it was Molly, who's the associate producer on my team, said, "Wait a second, there's Barbie and Toy Story, sure. which is a a Pixar film." Yeah. So we were able to incorporate and make Whoopi Barbie. Yeah, at one point she, she really was going to be a Star Wars character. She's there were be a Mandalorian. Of, yeah, which would have been good too. Um, but yeah, she. You know, listen, the important thing for all the ladies is that they're into it. So once they're into it, we'll figure it out. That's why we always have to kind of make the costumes fit the theme. Sometimes we have to make the themes fit the costume. But the best thing about the Halloween is because we have this very, very talented crew and staff at The View, and this lets them flex. Uh, let's wardrobe go all out. I have to also add about Ashley, who is wardrobe, yeah. who does the costumes, um, and Nick also helps her, but Ashley does a lot of them, the children's costumes. Um, and we had a lot of kids from um, work, um, Brian, your daughter. Yeah, my daughter was a Taylor Swift, Jamie's as was Jamie's. Was Taylor Swift. Yep. And those costumes are also made from scratch. So um, a lot goes into that segment also. So, it, I mean, Halloween is like months and months of right. um, of, of preparation. Preparing. And, and you know, uh, Jamie and her team and, and the whole staff in general gets to stretch their creative muscles. And then our control room, our scenic department, everyone gets to be creative in the way they put these sets together. So let's talk a little bit about that, Craig. Yep. When you find out we're doing Disney 100, tell me what you're thinking for a set and how the Haunted Mansion came to be. Right. So we found out, I think, towards the end of September that we were doing Disney. So we start looking at that. Um, we decided that the Haunted Mansion was a cool environment. So the ride there is so iconic. So we wanted to put together the three looks for the the Haunted Mansion that are known, the Madame Leota's look, which is the crystal ball look, 
um, which is one of the coolest parts of the ride. And you were in the crystal ball this yes, year, which I was, was really uh, cool. Stuck in the ball for <clears throat> the for the show. Well, Brian's As castle Indian, was great too. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't you think? I got to be Indiana Jones, which was a long time uh, dream of mine. I was very excited about that for yeah, once. And it was a great costume. I got to be cool, kind yeah. of. So I was happy with that, and uh, I was wearing that leather jacket around all weekend. So yeah, yeah. And, and on Halloween, I'm sure. Yes, Tonight. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. And then we did the um, the banquet scene, which is cool in the ride where you see the ghost dancing, and you're going by so that was that played well for our food segment with mark summers and then the kids costumes we did in the graveyard which was super fun outside of the mansion um so we so the concept for the for the sets was was done by the set design team mark and josh they came out beautiful they actually designed them the first week of october so thinking about that we had three weeks from renderings i guess right to actually it being live on our set and using it for the taping that day, which was really cool to turn that around. And, um, you know, I've worked in television a long time, so I know what can be done, but I'm never not floored when I walk out on that set when it's transformed. It's really the detail involved. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's a little spooky. It was really perfect. Well, I want to add to, you know, Craig, we worked with the Disney team quite a bit, and Craig kept saying we want to really make it as close to the ride as possible. And he worked with the Disney team and he got a lot of their assets sent to him. And then we made it view, you know, we, he, he would use it and, and customize it. So it felt like, like us, but we were also staying true to the haunted mansion ride, which was really a wonderful accomplishment. And Disney was really, is really happy about it as well. That's good to hear. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, everybody from the whole team, you know, Sarah to every department, this is a big show. This is, the biggest single show that we put together. So, the, and this is the show that all the departments have a chance to submit for the Emmys for, which is really cool. So, people put their heart and soul and effort and a lot of time into, you know, this one episode, and it's really cool to see everybody come together and collaborate on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the result was super beautiful from the costumes to the set to the graphics to the to all the shots of of the ladies. The big moment is. The, the intro walkouts. Let's talk about that because the, the biggest moments of the show always are, we usually have a big open, which we can talk about in a minute. The intros and the kids' costumes are kind of the standard big three things that we do every year. Uh, talk about those introductions. Yeah, so the intros this year, so what people may not know is that we shoot all of this in one day besides the cold, cold open, which is the headless horseman shoot. All of this was done in one day. So we do it on our set, which... Again, people may not know, we have one set, we don't have a moving stage, we bring things in and out, you know, if it's even if you're watching a music performance on The View, that was brought in, the table was moved out, so all of this happens in one space on our main set, um, and in that space we put the green screen for the host, and what we had to do was set that days before, light it, make sure that all the looks for each movie made sense behind the ladies and their costumes as we were talking about. So, like, for example, with um, Encanto, we have, from the movie, maybe two seconds of the film where you don't see a character, but you see the house. And we wanted that house to be the background. So we took that two seconds, slowed it down, looped it, and then that became the background for Anna's Very you know, clever. intro. Yeah. Um, and the up thing was really cool with Sarah because, you know, you want to see her go up in the house. So we have her on green screen. We had, you know, a green railing where her hands were holding on to the railing, and then our editing team made it look like she was going up in the house, and it it really was effective. Uh, That's terrific. This is Sunny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you've referenced the uh, open, the Headless Horseman. So this was something that Jamie and I talked about early on. I'm a big Disney fan, and I've been down to Disney for Halloween, and they start the Halloween parade with the Headless Horseman coming down the street. It's the best parade, isn't it? It's so cool. And I, I thought that would be a really cool, the idea of it coming down 66th Street um, and entering our studio and, and being the first look at the show was exciting to me. Our director, Sarah De La O, worked with everybody here and put together a really tremendous open. It was cinematic, I thought, in the best way. Uh, what can you tell me about th that process? Sarah wasn't able to be here today. but what Yeah, so she, uh, Sarah um, led that with our camera crew who also got very excited about this. They went out, they looked at the shots on, on in New York City here near Central Park. Um, we wanted to make it look as spooky hollow as possible, so they 
knew that we needed to do it early in the morning. We needed to get all the permits and our, the team gets all that set up. The animal safety people, you're bringing in a real horse, a stunt person. We had, we had multiple horses on this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, so they're out there on the street. Sarah's directing the cameras and we're, you know, you don't have a lot of takes on this. It's it, the sun is rising. You, you got to get the shots. So they, they blocked it out ahead of time. They did a storyboard for that. And then on the day they shot it right outside of our studio and it actually turned out really great because it looks um, creepy right on 67th Street. So. Yeah, I loved it. Um, was Whoopi on the horse? Maybe, maybe not. We're not going to say. We're going right. to keep that to ourselves. Well, we are our team. We we reached out to, the, you know, this this company where they have these horses and we we were, we actually like casted horses. I know that sounds so silly, but we did. We picked the horses that were the black stallions. So it would be like that kind of, you know, moody kind of feel yeah. um, and so we did have two because and you wonder why well one was good for the tricks for the rearing um, and for the neighing and then the other one was really good for just kind of walking and doing the trotting through the street so it was you know we were all here it's about 6 a.m. and you know we, we really uh, the shots came out beautiful and it's definitely uh, it was a highlight I call her now Sarah Scorsese it's so gratifying to have an idea and then see it executed exactly like it was in your head. And that happens like three times a year, I think, where it's yeah. exactly. I mean, I knew right away when we were talking Hellas Horseman, I knew right away, okay, the reveal has to be Whoopi. Of course. You know, that she can't, you know, she pulls it out and there she is. So mm -hmm. I knew that. And just the whole team coming together to make it happen is 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 what makes the magic. So. I loved. Well, speaking of that, so we also had a big uh, shoot down in Disney World because we can't do a Disney themed show without going back to the Magic Kingdom. And uh, a team went down there with. Sarah, Sonny, and Alyssa, and we kind of revisited the whole uh, terrorizing Sonny on rides concept that we've done over the last five or six years, and uh, it was it was really, really fun. It was so much work, and it was led by Summer Shake, yes. um, who's one of the supervising producers here. And, and producer she, of this podcast. And the producer of this podcast. Um, and she went down with Molly and with Enza and Julie, who are other members of the team. And what was difficult, people don't realize when you have to shoot in Disney, it has to be after hours. So they didn't get to start shooting with the ladies till after almost midnight. So it was a long you know, night where, you know, the ladies were exhausted, but they pulled mm -hmm. it out and they all did such a great job. And it was the concept of, you know, like you said, Sonny's always getting scared. Let's scare them this time. Right. Let's turn the table. And Sonny's incredible heel turn of, of crazy villainy, which I really got a kick out of. And, uh, the, the thought process for that, if you watch our Bahama shows where Sonny went a little crazy and locked Sarah inside the, uh, the horrible water slide and her eyes went wild. And I was thinking like, Oh, that could be a lot of fun. You know, we have our writers who come together, Christian say, McKiernan say, and Frank Santa Padre. We, you know, when we sit down, I come up with a concept for what I want or what I'm thinking for the show for a lot of the segments. Then I pitch it to Brian first. He approves the idea. And then it goes to the writers. And the writers write a draft. And remember, it's Disney, so it has to be approved by Disney. And they loved it. They loved the concept right from the beginning. They're great partners with us. We also worked on the uh, Haunted Mansion bar set up from the new Disney cruise ship. And we went down there with Whoopi and Anna and uh, Joy. And we got to film little uh, kind of interstitials for our commercial breaks, little bumpers. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. Disney treasure, the new cruise. And it was fun because the ladies, what people don't realize is they're talking to somebody who's not really there. The ghost, they can hear the ghost in the back, but they don't actually see the ghost. So it was really, it was fun. It was interesting. Brian got to be one of the ghosts. Yes. It was definitely fun. And it was a good way to incorporate, you know, we had three hosts that went down to Disney and then we had three hosts that were here taping with ghosts in a Disney parlor, which was really, which was fun. Yeah. The idea of bringing Joy to tape at two o'clock in the morning in Magic Kingdom wasn't really in the cards um, for me. So 
I don't or, think I would, or anybody else. I would have actually be a ghost now. Um, so, Fran, looking back at the View's history of these epic Halloween shows, what are some of your favorite memories? I think Joy, as um, when we were on the bird, she was a, on the birds. Like she wore Tippy Hedron. Tippy Hedron. Yep. She was in a, the green costume with the birds all over her. That was her favorite, too, she told me. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it, maybe because it was the first time that I thought the costume really worked out of all these years that I worked here. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Barbara as um, Marilyn Monroe was really fun. A classic. A classic. Meredith as um, Baby Jane was another classic. I love that Disney episode that we did. With the villains, yeah. The villain episode was truly the best, one of the best years. I mean, we had, um, I call them the angels. We had all the ladies dressed up as the princesses, Padma and- We had um, all the correspondents. Yeah, we had like 12 people in costume. Yeah, we had 12. It was a huge, huge, huge show. And I I think those costumes really came out exquisite. My personal favorite was uh, the the Stephen King episode. I thought that was really great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a really good one, too. That was moody, and we had the whole Stephen King open, which was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, For me, it's the costumes. It's it's all that. But for me, what we do that no other show does is we do these trailers and these cold, cold opens. Nobody else does that. We own that. We work so hard on it from the writers, the producing staff to the directing team, you know, even to wardrobe. And it's just it's something that we do that nobody else does. I also like for me, some of my favorites are the Kids Hot Topic costumes. Again, nobody else does that. We own that. Um, You know, some people do like quick costumes or but we do Hot Topic costumes and it's we come up with a very large list and Brian X is out the ones that we shouldn't do. Um, <laughs> but we come up with a really great list. And it's always like people always say, I can't wait to see kids hot type of costumes. And it's for, so for me, the cold, cold open and those kids costumes are, are like my favorite moments of the show. How about you, Craig? Any favorites from memories of the times you've been doing here? So this would be my 10th wow. Halloween show because I started the year of Hurricane Sandy and they canceled it. So, um, so yeah, this is 10. Um, Oh my goodness, it's a blur right now. But yeah, it's um, this year actually was probably the hardest year, but it was the most rewarding because I think it just came together so well. Um, Because when you're doing Disney, you want to, they do it so well. So you want to make sure you achieve that as, as well. So I think that's where I put the pressure on myself to make sure that it was looking good. We all did. And the ideas that the producing team came up with, just everything just like flowed and the end result was really pretty amazing. Yeah, I think you make a good point. It's because it was Disney on this show and on our other Disney shows that you want those costumes to look just as good as they do in the park. It's a high bar. Yeah, yeah, it's a high bar. And I think that you want to you want to hit it or even go higher. So I think that we kind of achieved it with both those Disney shows. All right. Well, listen, I think it's a a job well done. I think we'll uh, take our victory lap and then start thinking about next year, maybe next week. I just want to say one thing because it's really important to know. It is the DGA team. It is hair, makeup, and wardrobe. It is, you know, myself and my team and you, Brian. But there are so many people that put this together from the graphics team to the tape team that pulls all of those elements. There must have been 35 tape pieces. I mean, you know, there there's the music clearance, the stills clearance um, from social who creates all these wonderful moments that are behind the scenes to the editing team. I mean, so much editing is involved. The writers, you know, I hope I didn't forget anyone, yeah. but it is really a collective collaborative effort you know you this show cannot be done without every single department shipping in can i just add to that um you know we're doing this show and we're all working towards this one goal of this one show but we're also doing the regular live show this is the same team that's putting on the live show that's right 
every, every day, day, including that day. And we've had some heavy <laughs> topics with what's going on, you know, in, in Israel and Gaza. So you're you have to make this shift like we're we're working on the Halloween show. And then all of a sudden it's 1030. And it's like, wow, we got to get the live show on that day and get through the live show and do it so well. And then you turn around and then you're focused on Halloween again. So the team is so incredible the way that they can pivot through all of that. Yeah, and with everything going on with these news cycle being as, as, as hard as it is, it's even more important, I think, to give the, the staff, the ladies, the team here an opportunity to step away, have a little bit of fun, and then get back to the important work that we do. All right, well, listen, thank you all so much for being here. Um, tomorrow, we'll be back with Joy Behar. So that'll be fun, and we'll get her thoughts about her costume. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' Group Text Podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers Group Text Podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.